Once in a while, I got a strong clap. Sometimes I got a weak one. But <laughs> anyways, uh, welcome to the episode of the Lookout Podcast. My guest today is Ivy Tram Pleasure, right? Yep. Oh, my God. I just <laughs> I practiced that like five times before we started rolling. But hey, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. For sure, yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm glad to glad to be here, be able to talk to you a little bit. Yeah, kind of a fellow uh, camper uh, person, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> fellow dirtbag camper. Dirtbag camper, yeah. Camper polar, I guess, you know, is the word <laughs> I was looking for. Oh, let me get, get some tea going. But, uh, and on like short notice, so I really appreciate that because like we were just at work and I was like, man, I'd like to try out the stuff tonight. And and then, uh, and plus I've always I've wanted to talk to you and kind of pick your brain some stuff. So, um, I guess, well... Uh, do you want to start like from where you're from, or what would, you, what would you like to share? I guess. Yeah, I can. I can start from where I'm from. Yeah, let me let me pour you first. Oh, sick. Um, well, I'm originally from Dallas area. Moved around a whole bunch, but uh, after high school, I moved to Arizona. So Arizona's kind of home now. All my family lives there, so I claim Arizona. Yeah, yeah, home. yeah. I don't believe yeah, Arizona's beautiful. Where whereabouts in Arizona? Uh, the White Mountains. Oh, the White Mountains. Kind of by like Sholo. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we talked about that because I was talking about the Whitewater Baldy Fire. Yeah, yeah. That's how my geography works with just fires. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was there on that fire one time in, in that part of the world. Oh, uh, this tea, I didn't, I didn't even show you, but this is, what, this is what we're having. Ooh. Oh, yeah, a little evening in Missoula. All right. Yeah, no, no caffeine, so since we both got to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> staring at the ceiling while we're trying to get to sleep. You'd be cursing me. Like that damn podcast and... Stupid tea, but this is really good. I think it's kind of chill. It kind of has almost like a root beer smell and taste to it. Ooh. Yeah. So, I wish I had something for you to stir it with, but that's uh. I'll be good. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I wanted to make sure I gave you the one with the sticker on it. Oh yeah. Yeah, the old smoke trimmer sticker. So I mean, I want to talk about that too, but I guess we'll tackle that right now. So, uh, you were encouraged by our friend Tyler Ware to uh out the jump world and you'd already mean you already t- kind of talked about it but yeah 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 uh yeah because i need aviation time for my apprenticeship and so i've been looking at rappelling i think that's what i'm most r- interested in and i haven't even like thought about jumping yeah. but until now <laughs> yeah just talking to him i don't know it seemed he made it seem pretty cool i'm like be worth a shot to at least like go by the base and talk to them and see what's up but yeah absolutely i think my <laughs> table just crumbled <laughs> uh. oh there it is this tea gonna fall oh yeah good catch <laughs> oh there it is nice okay. much much better i was like i knew something was missing <laughs> still working on the kinks kinks <laughs> Jeez, Perfect. I saw that thing like take a little dive. <laughs> oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> oh, it's all, it's all good, I guess. Uh, so you're talking about you rather repel, uh, or you're leaning, leaning towards repelling. I'm saying rather, right? Yeah, just leaning towards it. I don't know. It's been uh, just a goal of mine since like my first season. I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. Someday I could repel. And I figured being able to detail with the apprenticeship, I'm like, that'd be a good way to get my foot in the door. Yeah, yeah. See if I want to do it long term, which I feel like I do. But yeah, repelling. Yeah, 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 yeah repelling is good stuff. You know, it's uh, I'm I'm a big fan. Like one of the first fires when I met like a type one person was the Gallant repellers. I think I've told the story a bunch, but um, they're just like way way cooler than me. And I was like, I want to be that cool someday. <laughs> and they had aviators on, they're bumping music, and I was like super jealous. 
Where were you at then? I was I was uh, working at a Whitehall then. That's oh. that back in like 2008. Okay. And, like first big fire. Didn't know know what I was doing. And these guys, I think guys and gals that were jumping out of Galton were like just so chill. I was like, oh man, that sounds. That's where I want to be. You know? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out where I'm supposed to be. Oh, out of all the confusion, I got two tea bags. <laughs> well, extra yeah. good. Yeah, should be all right. I cheers you, but it'll burn miles <laughs> off. Oh, I feel like repelling's like like a little secret, like in the fire world. Like nobody really like talks about it that much. I feel like they're having a lot of fun, whatever they're doing over there. Like I want to yeah. get in on that, <laughs> especially some of the smaller bases like Gallatin. You know, yeah. like they're up at that Shenango. I think is how you say it. Up like between Big Sky and uh, and Bozeman. Yeah, and, yeah, it's a super cool area. Be a sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the river runs right past it, and uh, it's like in the canyon. I don't know if there's cell phone service up there, so you're kind of like. Off in your own little world, but like, I don't know, five, ten minutes down the road, you just pop into Bozeman and get some cell phone service, and you can go check out Big Sky. The park's not far away. It's it's a good spot. Hey, yeah. Have you ever thought about Galton? <coughs> yeah. I've been uh, in contact with them. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm going to swing by their base probably at the end of the month and yeah. just go talk to them. But yeah, I've heard good. really good things about them. So. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're great. And you want to jump on the west? We worked with them a few times. We're going to do some cross-training, and then... Um, I don't know. I mean, I ended up leaving, and, and like we didn't really end up talking about it too much after that. So yeah, yeah. So I guess rewind a little bit. You were in Arizona, um, and then how did you end up getting fired? So it's a long story. Long story. Well. But <laughs> so I started off. Um, well, I was in Arizona, and I was actually working as a park ranger. Oh really? That was that was like the first job that I had outside. Like that before cool. that, I was just. I don't know. Didn't really want to work. I was just into partying and just worked like crappy jobs, like all mm-hmm. leading up to that. And yeah. I was like, oh, I like working hard. Like, yeah. gotta be outside. Like, this is pretty fun. And like, I had a lot of responsibilities too. And I wasn't used to that. I'm like, they trust me to like be driving this boat around on the park. And like, oh, it's cool. What I park? Was, it was uh, Lyman Lake State Park. Lyman Lake State Park. Never been. Sounds yeah. nice though. So we're by like Eager, Arizona. Oh, I don't think I've ever been there either. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I get all this responsibility and like you start to kind of like be like, oh, it's kind of cool being part of a team too, right? Yeah. And I knew I wanted to do fire. I had a few friends that like worked at like volunteer fire departments and stuff and I wanted to get on with them, but I was just really stuck in partying at the time and like just in like kind of a bad friend group that just all wanted to party and I knew yeah. that I needed to get out of Arizona. Like I just needed to go somewhere new and like restart my life. And yeah. I heard about Job Corps. And so I eventually I got I got on with them and it was in like twenty eighteen and I went over to the Centennial Job Corps in Idaho. They're oh, shut yeah. down now, but they had like an advanced fire program. Oh cool. Now I, I went there. I was so excited. It was like the middle of July though and I was like, yeah. I wanna I wanna come on and fight fire with you guys and yeah. I was totally not in shape at all. Like I could barely do a push up. Like, and they were like, "Well, it's like halfway through the fire season. Uh, you got to do a trade before you could do fire." Oh. So I went there and I did welding, and I did that till the, till fire season, and like right when fire season was coming up, uh, the center was closing down. And oh. So, really? Yeah. So Jeez. I was like, "Dang, I came here, <coughs> pretty much just to fight fire." Yeah. And <coughs> Sorry, I got something in my throat. Oh, it's all right, yeah. Go easy on that. It's going to be hot. It's good, though. Yeah, yeah, not <laughs> bad, huh? But. but I, didn't, yeah, I didn't know. I've heard of it. I didn't know it was shut down, though. Centennial. Yeah, they like they closed in 2018. It was, like, actually, when I think about it, it was, like, over, like, Christmas break, they announced that they were closing. Oh, no. And it was a bummer. I was, yeah. like, 
the student body president there and yeah. i was just like big deal i loved it there and i was like really excited about their fire program but when like march was rolling around i was i heard that trapper creek job corps that they had a guard school going on and that they had a great fire program yeah so i got in contact with the afmo over there and got transferred like right in time for guard school oh cool who's the afmo at that time it was Justin Abbey. It was Abbey? Yeah, yeah. He's, the, he's the man. He's awesome. Yeah, I've been wanting to get him on here and talk talk shop a little bit. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> he's, so, he's so busy. He's so hard to lock down, even just like for like a, just a casual call, you know? Yeah. Guy's always moving. Yeah. But he, it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. And I got yeah. to go through guard school with him. And by that time, I was ready. I was like running the entire time I was at Job Corps. I was like running every day. I never oh, cool. hiked before, yeah. but I was just like doing push-ups and like trying to get ready. And so I like crushed it at guard school. Yeah. And after that was when I started my detail with Bitterroot and Ooh. I was there for my first season. Bitterroot Hot Shots, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, that's, uh, I think, at least from where I kind of heard about you, it was like from like uh, folks that knew you from Bitterroot and were like, you had some serious street cred and then you end up, you know, I think Dispatch is where. Did you know Graham before Dispatch? Yeah, he he filled with us oh. my first season. He yeah, went to California with us. Oh, gotcha. Because he was the one who was like, "Man, Ivy's legit." And I was yeah. Like, really? I was like, "Oh, cool, man." And then all of a sudden, you're like, "You're in Steve." I'm like, "Oh my god, this is the Ivy I've been hearing about." You know, so I was pretty pumped to meet you. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. So you got some good street cred, and, and like from at least what I heard from like him and a few other folks, that you know just kick some ass with us shots, and you know people were pumped to work with you. And I see why, you know, I'm working with you right now, so it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. You're doing a good job. So that motivation that you got, like, back in the park days, I mean, that really, like, sent you on a great path, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Just, like, going to Job Corps, like, really changed my life. It's, like, I don't know. It's just crazy how it all worked out. Everything just fell perfectly. And yeah. It just... It's so cool to see that, you know, like there was like a skeleton crew of students when I was there, you know, I was doing the uh, natural resource instructor and um, which was cool, except for I didn't really have many students. So I was like looking for um, like, uh, what do you call it? Not, um, field trip. I was looking for like field trip opportunities and stuff, looking at like the peel trees and all the kind of like historical stuff in the Bitterroot. And uh, so I didn't really have much for students, but that's why I was, I was hoping for someone like you to come around that I could be like, hey. What be a smoke jumper? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Not that I can like hook you up really, but like I can kind of help help guide you in the right direction, you yeah. know. And I had such a good time that I'm always like trying to spread the love. But I think like to loop back to like repelling, um, I do think it's not talked about as much. Like people know about it, but it doesn't seem to be. I don't know what it is. You don't hear about it until you like need them or something, you know. And they're like, oh, cool repellers, yeah, come yeah. on in, you know. Like and when I jumped fire and they already sent repellers my way and. Like, you still want him? I was like, yeah, I want him, you know, and it was uh, cool, you know, and it was Galton, and one of my buddies, uh, Shooty, was on there, and so it was super cool to, like, catch up back up with him, and how long have you been in the Firewall now? Uh, this would be my third season. Third season? Oh, yeah, so you're getting about the point where you work with a few folks, and you start running more and more on fires, and then, you know, you get, like, five plus, and you start running a bunch of folks on fire, and start working on single restarts, and, you know, it's like all your homies that you're hanging out <laughs> with all the time. It's super cool. <laughs> so, I, you know, I kind of miss that part of fire. Yeah. So, when you transferred from Centennial Job Corps to uh, Trapper, um, is Trapper considered, what, con considered West Fork? Yeah. Oh, it's up to West Fork. Yeah, it's up to West Fork, yeah. but it's not like a part of their district. No, yeah, and they, like when they fly jobs, usually through Darby, so I was always yeah. kind of confused. Yeah. But, uh, so you're, you're just like, hey, this this, this boat's sunk. Like, this isn't going <laughs> to be a place anymore. Can I come hang out with you guys? Like, for when you transfer to Trapper? Oh, like from Centennial? Yeah, how'd that work? Do you have like your pick or how? Well, how 
when so Shit. when I was at Centennial and like I heard about the closure, I got in contact with Justin and I was and I sent him like I wrote out a cover letter for him and gave him my resume. Oh really? And like actually on the cover letter I was like, Someday I wanna be a hot shot and I didn't really know what that was at the time. I just knew that they were like the coolest. They're I was like, like Someday I wanna be a hot shot. Yeah, that sounded cool. Yeah, and so I like uh had sent him that resume and they yeah, they got me transferred over. I was one of the first students I got transferred over from Centennial, like just in time. It was like the day before guard school. Oh, really? I got here. So I like, I was like living like right near Boise. And then all of a sudden I'm like in the middle of nowhere in Montana. It feels like I'm like, where am I? Oh yeah. I mean, that place gets like dark and I mean, besides the center lights, like there's not much other going on outside the center, you know, yeah. like in that little tight Canyon and the river. And it's super cool. It is super cool. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, but you were in good shape then though, huh? For guard school starting off, you're already like, been working out ready to go yeah yeah i was i was working out a ton and like mostly running i didn't really know how to work out at the time yeah. but yeah i like i i was really in shape for guard school and i like crushed it and like yeah. i like took advice from a bunch of firefighters they're like memorize your 10 and 18 so like i had all oh, that smart. dialed and i was like i feel like i really impressed like justin and danny because they, yeah. they were both working there and which, which is really good though because those guys are like the, the best of the best you know danny's yeah. you know sick right now but like i mean that guy was a hard charger i mean he's a legend you know danny's awesome he is I awesome danny. <laughs> yeah oh he's great oh my god i mean i never even like worked for the guy and wasn't like a student or anything of him but like he came and gave a speech at one of the graduations i was at for some of some of his students you know and my like good lord i was just like fired up with him i, was like, <laughs> wow. I mean that guy's a, he's, he's a great speaker you know he is he yeah. would every morning like uh he would just we would have like little fired ups and he would like put on a board like a question or something and we would just like all like answer the question like but he would just i don't know he would just get us pumped up every morning he'd get us so, so excited cool. to work just and bringing just, the energy yeah oh that's awesome he was great yeah and he's one of the rare people that I, i'd heard about before i went to the job corps and and even like i met him even like when he was starting to kind of decline a little bit in the in all his ailments and he was still like man lived up to it you know like a lot of times like especially in fire there's a lot of hype and then you meet somebody like yeah yeah i mean i see what they're saying but like it's i don't know maybe i just build up too much of my own brain but when i met him i was like yep yeah this guy's the man <laughs> you know, like, he's tough as nails he is. especially what he's going through you know like man i I need, I need to call him and check back in but i'm kind of I'm, like i'm kind of jealous though that you were able to like work for him for a little while you know it was crazy how it worked out too so well, okay, so after I got to, went through guard school, I think we had like a few days of S S two twelve and stuff, just introduction classes. Yeah. So that Friday, uh, at the end of the week, and Justin was like, so I see on your resume, like, you want to be a hotshot someday? I'm like, yeah, someday I'd love to. And then he, uh, he was like, all right, I want you to write down some questions that you would ask, like, a hotshot. I have an old hotshot buddy. He's going to be in on Monday, so write down some questions and think of some things to ask him, talk to him about being a hotshot. And I was like, all right. Oh, cool, yeah. And so on Monday, I was, like, so stoked. I'm like, i got to meet a hotshot. Yeah, yeah. And so I go in the office, and it's the soup of Bitterroot. Oh, and geez. I had no idea who he was, but so I was just yeah. talking was it, was to him. Was it Jay? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it was Jay. <laughs> no big deal, just the soup showing up. Like. <laughs> and Jay and Justin are, like, best buds. They were on the crew together, like, back in the day. Yeah. But so I'm talking to him just for a while, and he was like the end of our conversation he was like well when can you start oh I was really like today and yeah. i got in his truck and 
we left and that was my first day of criticals no way <laughs> yeah. that's super cool like it was crazy. it's like someone of a movie like yeah i mean i start today and it takes you off and you go right to criticals yeah Dang. yeah the next day he was like pack your stuff and then i moved into the bunk houses and i was like i was just in it that's that so cool was it like uh i mean how like the shape you know because criticals you know most of the hot shots kind of known for having tough criticals like physically was it uh i mean were you there like uh pt wise like PT wise, hiking was really hard for me. I never hiked before, but oh, this is still in, the, in those days when you hadn't quite been hiking that much yet. No, Damn. yeah, I because w- I was in Idaho and I was, I don't know, I just didn't really have the chance. And so, yeah, yeah. my first day of criticals was, or the second day, so the day after, second day I was there. Yeah, we were out thinning all day. We like packed full gear and everything, and I had never ran a chainsaw all day before. And yeah, yeah. I just went through S two twelve, so my squatty he has to like watch me the entire time. I wasn't even like an A faller yet. Yeah, and yeah. I, he was, and I was just every time I tanked the saw, I was just like, oh, and I would like chug a quart of water and be like, thank goodness, <laughs> yeah. keep going. And then it was, it was like the first PT hike I went on because. So, like, after after we were done thinning, we just, like, chapped up our saws, and we're hiking. We have our dolmars, we just drop them all in the truck, and then we just start going up this mountain so fast, and I was, like, so confused. Like, yeah. it was never like, hey, we're going for a hike. It was just, like, we started running up no this mountain. Anything? No, <laughs> we like, just we're going. go. And I was like, is there a fire up there? I was so confused, but, yeah, I just never hiked with a saw or anything before, and I was just, anytime it got relatively flat, because I was falling out hard, but every time yeah. it got relatively flat, I was just running as fast as I could. To catch back up? Yeah. Oh, it's all, were they yelling, like, close the gap or anything? No, I had my oh, squatty, bo- a squatty behind me, though, and he was like, yeah, get it. Really? He was just, like, pumping me up. I was like, I got this. That's so cool. But, so I definitely wasn't in, like, I, like, eventually I got into, like, good enough shape to be able to hang, but I think yeah. just showing them that I was willing to push myself. Yeah, gut it out, right? Yeah. yeah. I think they were like, all right, you can hang. That's you cool. You can be with us, but... Yeah, you got some grit for sure, because, <laughs> like, I mean, just having that street cred with them a little bit, too, you know, and like, or that I heard about, you know, and then being, like, showing that. And uh, I guess what I'm trying to say, too, is, like, um, usually if, like, someone's kind of falling out, they're just, like, over. So, like, for you to, like, not just weaken and stay back there and like catch back up whenever you could that that shows a lot so that's that's huge but i you know i guess i, I knew you were tough because i heard about it so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too surprised well if that's a spider we'll just ignore that guy <laughs> it's kind of close to halloween but the, to close the loop though yeah, why yeah. i started talking about that was because then so jay detailed out and he was working at stevensville that season so oh. danny he filled in as our soup oh so he was actually i got to work with him a lot that season it was oh, really cool that's cool we went to alaska together and oh really yeah how'd you like alaska it was cool we got i guess we were on like a princess fire like it was pretty it was pretty chill well those ones you want you know yeah that's cool but it was a great time yeah did you go like anywhere i mean does anything like stick out to you like kenai like or were you like uh i'm trying to think where i was actually uh like bethel or Bettles or any of that like stuff i I you was along for the ride. Yeah, I was yeah. along for the ride. It was on like the Clatina River, and it was really oh. beautiful. That sounds amazing. I don't know. But I don't know where that is. So like, <laughs> somewhere in Alaska. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, I could keep listing stuff off, and like, like I know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> those are just the places I've been. So <laughs> Alaska's huge. Yeah, so that was a good time. Yeah, that, man, that was great. What a great start in like the fire world. Are you uh you thinking about sticking it out there in the fire world? Like maybe get in the repeller world and give that a go for a while, or what's your plan? For sure, I think this is this is what I want to do long term. I'm not sure yet. 
what it is. Yeah. And that's what I really like about the apprenticeship. Just be able to check it all out. But yeah, apprenticeship is awesome that way. Yeah. Because, I mean, I just explain it. I don't really know because I haven't gone through it. So you get the apprenticeship has like, um, I guess the apprenticeship for it's for fire, right? So like it has like a bunch of different options because you, like you said, aviation needs to be one uh, mm-hmm. for your apprenticeship. Like you have boxes that, to check, I guess. Yeah. And um, so aviation, crew, engine, and am I missing a oh, dispatch, right? Yeah, dispatch. Yeah. And there's just like a bunch of classes you have to take, but. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that pretty much covers. There's just in prevention, like there's just like oh, different yeah, hours yeah, yeah, yeah. you did on all of them, and. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. But. I don't know. I really love my crew. And I I, f- I want to come back to them someday. But but I'm like, I just got to see what all is out there first. Yeah. Then I want to come back. <laughs> come back to Trapper? Back to Bitterroot. Oh, back to Bitterroot Hot Shots. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be... Especially, like, with what, you know, what they have and probably what they're building towards, you know? Like, it's... it's uh, Yeah, I, I really like, like Bitterroot a lot. I haven't worked with too many crews as of, like, lately, but... I mean, they're they're awesome. A bunch of my buddies are there, you know. So makes makes it easy for me whenever I see them. It's like kind of like a little reunion, you know. Yeah. I didn't really know Cash that well. I've worked with him a couple times, but I've been like just kind of bumping him a little bit more, especially since you know my official position's down in Sula. So I burned with him a bunch this spring and just been kind of running into him all season. And he, he's awesome. I didn't realize I'm older than him, so I kind of <laughs> made me feel bad, and, like he's killing his career, and I'm just like, oh man, I'm older than you. <laughs> like, man, I need to work on a few things. <laughs> He is killing it. Cash is awesome. He is awesome. I guess he's got a really cool YouTube like boarding video where he like was doing some backcountry like boarding, you what? Know, snowboarding, yeah, and skiing. Oh, like, I follow him on Instagram and he posted some he posts some crazy stuff on there. But oh man, check I check out his YouTube. I gotta <laughs> step my Instagram game because I didn't even think to even add. I don't like I I'm really bad at the social media thing. I gotta <laughs> start working on that because it's a good point. I gotta start creeping on more people. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Cash be my friend. Yeah, Cash will be your friend. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's so nice. Just super chill. Like, I was going to ride my motorcycle down to Sula this year, and, and he, like, kind of pulled me aside. He's like, man, there's a lot of animals between here and there. And he's like, especially Darby to Sula is really gnarly. So he's like, I mean, just I just don't recommend it or something. You know, it's, like, super chill. And I was like, I appreciate that, Cash, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's just, like, but, like really sincere, you yeah. know? So you got uh, dispatch checked off, crew. Uh, now you just have, is aviation the only one you have left then? Yeah, I'm doing my engine time right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, engine. Yeah, with, kind of with me, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, aviation's next. Oh, cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a tough year to be on engines just because it's just not like going on in our forest. But, yeah. I mean, daily daily stuff, you get to get the gist of it, you know. And um nice thing is I don't think engines change too much. I mean, it's just kind of like following the plumbing and being able to draft and and just kind of know where you can maneuver one and yeah. put put it somewhere safely and get the best use out of it. So, and that'll that'll hang with you, you know, when, if you ever come back to a district down the road. But yeah, that was like a big appeal for me is just, uh, just coming and seeing what district life was like. Yeah. Just because I haven't experienced it yet, and I knew I probably wasn't going to get much engine experience, but I'm like, I just thought it'd be cool just to see. See what it's all about. Yeah, totally. And, and like, I mean, Steve has always been a pretty good place to work. It just like for the the people, you know, like uh, you know, the crew. I don't, I don't know if it's just like the spillover from Missoula or something, but there always seems to be like a really good group of folks that yeah. that work in, in Steve I and you know, just fun to be around all summer, you know. Yeah. Which, which is good because like, especially on the district, sometimes if you're around each other too much, it's like start kind of getting at each other, like <laughs> tired of the way you eat food. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
I guess the, the hot shots can be kind of the same way, you know, yeah. stuck in a buggy with somebody, you know, for long periods of time. So. Yeah. I'm sick of smelling your farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially like stacked in with them. You're like, oh, God. I, I could see that being kind of rough. Just the Great Northern had buggies when I was with them, and it wasn't it wasn't bad, but, uh, you know, I think I got used to the smell. So yeah. I was just like I was part of it. So Just go nose blind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Luckily, it happened kind of right away for me. But And uh, so smoke jumping maybe later on is what you're saying. Yeah, maybe later on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep bugging you about it, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think long-term wise, um, I think, you know, I, I mean, you can say it either way, cause I don't know how you'd be on a parachute, but like, you know, th- to me, like there's, you know, odds of like having a pretty good landing, pretty hard landing that could hurt a little bit more <laughs> of a, you know, parachute versus like repelling, you know, when you're controlling your speed, hitting the ground and, you know, as long as the helicopter is all good, like should be all good, you know, and then you get like a bunch of different experience cause you're in like, I experienced with rappelling and rappelling really cool areas typically, you know, and um and then helitech experience too, you know, so kind of get like dual experience with with the rappel ship and typically a lot of hours because of that too, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool to be able to just work with helicopters more. <coughs> yeah. I, mean, I still think you should jump, but I think that's a really good path. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny cuz like when I was detailed to the district back in 2016, uh, my friend Mike King who was on bitter for a long time, bitter shots and uh with all the like the new folks that like like gather around for like this talk and like listen for the future of you know forest service and stuff recommend you go helicopters <laughs> you know because like at the time it looked like the i think the black hawk was being talked about more you know that like military helicopter that's the beast you know can carry a bunch of folks and they're talking about repelling out of it and i don't i don't know whatever happened about that and maybe that's just a nonsense rumor i heard but <laughs> it's like man that'd be super cool to be able to you know do that yeah and then, uh, God, God, I almost forgot. Uh, helicopters, mommy, helicopter, like hella logging. And you were a logger for a while too. Yeah, yeah, I was logging <coughs> all last year. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, didn't it just in the off season, like, or? No, I actually took last season off from fire. Mm. Yeah, I had, I had some like personal stuff I had to take care of. I had to stay in Arizona, but my yeah. grandpa, he had like a little logging outfit oh, over yeah. there in the on the. White Mountain Apache Reservation. Oh, There's cool. just beautiful country over there. So yeah, it is. It was cool to be able to like work with my grandpa, especially, and he's he's a great timber faller, and he used to fall for helicopters Jeez. up in Idaho. But probably one of the best. I mean, they just have so much experience. You yeah. know, falling big timber too. Yeah, he's yeah he's a great timber faller, and it was it was really cool to be able to work with him because he's a he's a sixth generation logger. Holy and yeah. And none of his kids really had an interest in it his my uncle he was driving truck for us for a while oh really but uh yeah it was cool he was just like i never thought my granddaughter of all people was going to be out here in the woods with me that is so cool <laughs> to share that so like if he's, he's sixth generation i guess he'd be like would he be eight kind of i mean even though your dad didn't do it he'd yeah i guess it kind of skipped a generation kinda skipped, i feel so. like i'd be eight yeah yeah he <laughs> should be eight but i don't know if they count to seven or eight yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm not up on my generation counting but <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, the picture I saw was just awesome. You were in, like, uh, I don't know, Feller Buncher? What were you in? Oh, in a loader? A loader? Is that what it was? Wait, uh, which picture? It was a picture you were in, like, some excavator-looking, like, Feller Buncher thing. Like, uh... Oh. Hmm. I operated the loader a lot of the time. It must have been the loader, yeah. Sometimes it's little, cl- little claw on it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought that was a Feller Buncher. I was like, I don't really know my logging, you know, equipment too well, but that's what it kind of looked like to me. <laughs> But that thing looked gnarly. Yeah, it was 
pretty fun. It was like a big old truck mounted loader. And we so we just had like a real small operation. And we had like one or two guys falling timber. Me and my grandpa, whenever we needed them to catch up, we would go out there and fall timber and just get a bunch of logs on the ground. And Over <clears throat> then my grandpa, he would skid them all into the landing. And I was the landing manager, he called me. So yeah. I would... I would be up on the loader. He'd pull in some logs and I'd flip them so I could see all the limbs and everything and lay them out. Then yeah. I'd run down, I'd jump off, get my chainsaw and limb, limb them all up. up real nice, make sure they're cut to length. Run up there, then stack them on the deck and then just keep doing that. Over Holy over. cow, you must have been super fit. Like That <laughs> sounds like a ton of work. It was fun. God, that's awesome. Time just like flew by. but I bet and, like hustling for like a family business, you know, you probably put, at least for me, I'd be putting a little more effort in, you know? Yeah. Like, that's super cool. Uh, was your, did you learn some tips from your grandpa then with fallen trees and stuff then? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, he taught me a bunch of say not for service approved ways of falling timber, but probably more efficient. (laughs) Yeah. More efficient, a little less safe, but yeah. Well, he's still alive. So, I mean, and I mean, he's got all his limbs, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been working, you know? Some of the one of the guys out there too. He was a really good timber faller. He was he was Apache and he didn't speak oh, any English. <clears throat> really? Yeah. And Whoa. So we couldn't really communicate that well, like verbally. Yeah. But he taught me a lot just by like showing me, and he would like walk me through some trees, and Whoa. it was pretty cool. It was just we couldn't communicate at all, but we like totally knew what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine you kind of almost get like your own language after working yeah. work together for a while, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of had similar experiences except for I I could speak a tiny bit of spanish but i was doing like concrete and like working with some mexicans and they they're they were good workers and really nice guys and i you know like whatever broken spanish i had from high school i was trying to use and <laughs> i could see them just like shaking their head at me i'm like i know i know it's bad <laughs> but like, yeah so like, a little easier that way i guess that kind of spoke the language kind of kind of understand it but uh man that's really cool i, I don't think it, do you speak apache then no, I can I can say thank you. You can say thank you. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, lots well, more than me though. That's super cool. What do you like say like Apache stuff to you like in stuff in Apache, like or would just like you guys kind of communicate with just like hand movements or? He would, he would talk in Apache a lot, but uh, we would just mostly communicate by movements. Yeah. Yeah. I bet yeah, be I bet be kind of a tough tough language to like pick up, you know? Yeah. Because like, it's, it's to me it just. I don't know what I guess, but it doesn't seem like it'd have like any kind of connection to anything else I'd ever heard, you know? Yeah. Where it seems like other languages have kind of similarities, I think. Yeah. It was definitely an interesting language. Couldn't catch on to it. (laughs) Yeah. Dang, that's super cool. Um, And then, so when you're saying you're cutting the logs to length, how'd you just eyeball them or how'd you know? Uh, With a little logger tape. Oh, and we would like mark it with electric tape, like the lengths that the mill wanted us to cut them to. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, usually, like, whenever after you, like, fall the tree, you're limbing it up as best you can and cutting it to the different lengths for the skidder to be able to pull it in, but you can't get all the limbs, so that's what the landing manager does. That was yeah. my job, to get all those hidden limbs, and sometimes, yeah. like, I don't know, if the tree was, like, covered and they couldn't couldn't cut it to length, then that would be me. I would be cut it to length there at the landing. And oh, cool. I got real good at running that loader, though. I was fast on it, and I could, if I, I had a bad log or, like, the top of a tree I didn't want. I like figured how to swing it and then chuck it. I could chuck oh, really? it really far into the woods. It was fun. That is awesome. Yeah, but God, that'd be cool. Kind of trying to like beat your last like distance or something. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'd be doing, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then, uh, God, I was going to ask you another question, but then in the back of my brain, I keep thinking you said you had a good story. So like, I keep thinking about your story, but, uh, God, I had another logging question about, 
What uh, what lengths uh we logs do you remember? Like what lengths you were looking for for the mill? Yeah, the best the best length you could get was a thirty three. Oh, th- 33, 33 foot. foot. Yeah. Jeez, that's a big log. And there was a bunch of big pongies out there. That's mostly what we were cutting, but oh, you yeah. could some of them you could get 333s out of them and they were 333s out of a ponderosa? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, and but there was a bunch of different lengths like 166 six and just but yeah, 33s were the money. Just makes it yeah. easier to be able to load them onto the trucks. Oh, I bet. And you have a bunch of big logs that are the same length. Yeah, jeez. That deviation, that bottom one was probably pretty pretty hefty. Yeah, you know? yeah. If you get three 33s out of there, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And then was your really cool story or no, wild story? I don't know how you described it, but was it, is it logging related? Wait, which wild story? You said you had a, you had a really good story for me and I don't know if it was logging. Mm. Maybe it wasn't logging. For some reason, my brain connected to the logging <laughs> when we were talking today. I, that, you know, I was heading out from work. Oh, was it fire related? You said you had a really good story. I don't know why I'm totally blanky. I can't think of my cool story. Oh, no worries. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably come to you like right after we like shut it off. <laughs> uh, maybe it's because I'm putting you on the spot. Maybe. Maybe. You know, I don't know. I, I got a bunch of cool stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, sh- sh- share whatever. Uh, so then you took the year off the logging, and then. You got the apprenticeship at Trapper then? Yep. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And then did you apply, or like, how that have worked? And did you talk to, like, Will and the, and the fellows? Or, like, did you, how'd you get that in the motion, I guess? Yeah, I I applied for the apprenticeship, and uh, I started in May this year. But, yeah, I just stayed in contact with Will and some of the guys over there. They they knew I was really interested. Yeah. So it was cool to be able to come back and just be able to work at Trapper and yeah. work with the students. Just I feel like I can relate to them so much because yeah. I was just like them. And yeah. Well, just like Danny, right? You know, you can like talk to him and like live it. I, n- I remember like the handful of students over there when I was there, they're like, you know, talking about how much of an inspiration he is because he was in everybody's shoes, you know, like just like you, you know, you're in the student's shoes. So you kind of know the struggles and, and maybe the pitfalls too, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, there was a few few students that didn't make it when I was there and, you know, on their own doing, you know, like I caught with something or whatever they're doing, you know, so it was like kind of a bum deal you know yeah so but then so you applied for the apprenticeship got the apprenticeship and then uh did you have to spend any time did you go through guard school again or not guard school uh refresher at uh trapper yeah nice yeah i did that and then we we went through guard school with all the students you got to be a part of that yeah and uh yeah then we we put together a crew not too long after and got to go on a few rolls and that was cool. Yeah. But and then and then you went to dispatch after that. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Then I came over to dispatch. Then hopped over Stevensville like immediately after. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like it felt like a I like knew you were gone because I was talking to Graham a bunch and then uh, then I didn't know where, where you went and I just didn't really think anything of it. All of a sudden, like bam, you're there at briefing one morning. Like, <laughs> oh shit! Hey, uh, hi, I've heard a lot about you. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. It really worked out. <laughs> yeah, you've been getting to uh, do some cutting with uh, Steve Stevensville folks then? Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of saw experience. More than engine experience, I'd say, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been cool. Yeah, it's been pretty slow, <laughs> slow for fire-wise yeah. for us. Uh, are you working towards B then, B faller? I actually just got started the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah. Hey, cheers to that. That's <laughs> awesome. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a big one to get, especially like going back to a shot crew or something, you know, or, or anything, you know, like IA, you know, for jumping for repelling and why anything you know I- initial attack i guess fire it's nice to have a b faller you know because otherwise like sometimes if you don't have someone who 
who has a B fall, like you don't just get yours. Then the overhead has to like try to like do both, you know, like either I see the fire and, and saw or, you know, or someone else has tried to do one of them, I guess, you know, but better if the bee fallers, you know, around to fall that tree, you know, like a, especially like around here, you know, get like a single, single tree, you know, lightning strikes and a lot of times you got to fall the tree. So yeah, for sure. Tell if you got to see it and fall the tree would be <laughs> kind of tough. I mean, not, not impossible, but just kind of makes it kind of tougher to manage everything, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then, uh, do you have any awesome stories off the top of your head? Awesome stories. Yeah, you said you got some really good stories. Oh, all right. Nothing on top of your head. I don't know. I'm just still thinking about logging. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I was hoping that like story you're telling. <laughs> I should have asked you a little bit about it so I could so I could have cued yeah. you on it. If I was like, oh, I gotta save this because otherwise my curiosity would kick in and I'd just start like trying to get the whole story out of you, you know, <laughs> and then I would forget about it now. So. I gotta figure out a healthy balance for how my brain works, I guess. <laughs> but any, uh, do, do you travel at all? Do you go? Have you been anywhere? I guess like, uh, you know, like typically it seems like a lot of fire folks seem to like travel. Like when I first would get in Thailand, was like the hot spot. Yeah. And do you do any of that? Um, a uh, couple winters ago, I went to Mexico. I was there for a month and a half with one of my best friends. Oh, super she cool. does fire too, but oh, yeah. it was really cool. I had never like gone out of the country or like traveled before that but yeah she kind of showed me the way that's huge yeah but yeah besides that mostly mostly just around in arizona and but this winter i'm looking at uh just going somewhere that i can train all winter long that's steep and has no snow and oh, it's yeah. just gonna be sunshiny and beautiful sounds but. good maybe like southern california or something yeah i'm looking at the canary islands right now oh, yeah, that'd be like really cool sweet spot i don't know anything about them i just know the name yeah they're like they're like part of spain but they're like over by like africa and oh, really? they're really sweet they have like a ton of mountains and there's like eight different islands and i think oh, it'd be really like cool. great just to spend a month there and like be able to train and get ready for repelling yeah that's huge and like i mean really gotta do it while you're younger like i kind of drag my feet on a lot of travel stuff and i think i've been to mexico and canada and Hawaii, I mean, Hawaii's in the U.S., so, I mean, I don't really count it as much, but, uh, you know, like, all those people are going to Thailand all the time, and I was like, yeah, I should go. But I guess I was always in school, so it makes it tougher. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, Canary Islands would be awesome, and they got some, some pretty good, like, uh, volcano type of mountains, like, right, like, built from volcanoes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I don't know the name of that, but. Yeah. That'd be cool. And then train some warm weather and get some, do you surf? I don't. I really want to learn how to surf, though. Might be a good spot. I don't know anything about the surf there, but. Yeah. I mean, the ocean's there, so yeah, should be some surf, I'd imagine. Yeah, I'll find some surf. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. And Canary Islands, I just think like tropical birds, so hopefully, hopefully there's that there, you know. Yeah. And usually island food, you know, like islands have great food, so mm-hmm. that'd be that'd be really nice. Bunch of tropical fruits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be super cool. I've like I've discovered I'm a s- snowbird. Yeah. From a young age. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like well, I don't do the winters at all. Yeah, Texas and Arizona though, you know, the warm. Yeah. Know, and then coming up here, I think. Yeah, I think you're really going to be in a winter sport. Like, if I didn't play hockey and snowboard, I probably wouldn't be as into it. Because basically then, if you don't do those, then basically all you do is, you know, shovel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like what you do in the winter. <laughs> like, you just wait for a snowstorm, and then I get mad, and I go clear it out, you know. But now I get excited when it snows. I'm like, oh, powder days. Yeah. You know? <laughs> do you snowboard or ski? Um, I've tried to. My friends try to get me into it, into snowboarding. I really like to skateboard. Oh, yeah. And you should be like a natural, I think. Snowboarding is cool. 
I just don't care for the snow. Yeah, like, yeah. I, got, I gotta go surf. I gotta go find somewhere to yeah, surf. Yeah, you gotta surf. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, like when I first learned, I was kind of self-taught. I my brothers both surf, so they gave me like some over the phone instructions. And then <laughs> I was renting this. Uh, God, I can't. Remember, I wish I could remember the guy's name, but I was just renting a big foamy from this guy. My brother could remember him because he was there for a few years. Just a local Hawaiian dude in Kauai. And, um, Uncle Benny or something. I can't remember what he called himself. He's like, just don't break your neck. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Try not to. I didn't know it was like a thing. You know, and so I went out and, you know, just got in a lot of people's way and was worried I was going to like piss people off. But eventually I started like kind of watching the instructors teach people and I caught on a little bit. And But the the break was really gentle. So I'm kind of hoping you get the same thing if you are able to surf in the Canary Islands. Like the the beach at Holly Bay just kind of goes out forever. You know, you be way out there and you're still like, touching with your head above so i think that kind of helps me that that like beach break you know to be a little yeah. more gentle maybe yeah because i don't want straight from that to ha- uh, not Holly, uh, huntington beach in california and it's uh, a little bit more of a quick break i guess kind of like the the wave kind of turns over a little faster it's not like the gentle will like pick you up and go hmm. it kind of like gets up and goes and it just kept crashing me <laughs> like I, I i was having a hard time catching waves there but yeah i need to go maybe you know go to like california or, or talk to you know like august or some of the guys who surf the wave in missoula yeah you, you thought about trying that guy <laughs> about surfing the wave yeah brennan's wave in missoula oh, i don't know i i gotta do some practicing first <laughs> yes yeah. those guys seem legit they, they know do. what they're doing but like you know like uh nick off the shots in august and i'm trying to think who else i think one of the rec guys i haven't actually totally met him yet here in steve i think i think they all surf the wave and yeah, I gotta, I gotta get some tips from them because I, I tried the wave and it just kept like spitting me out. Really? But it was, it was awesome. Like the, the crew was cool. There's like this little island in the middle of the river and then it caused an eddy. So like if you, when you get spit out from the wave or you get, just get off the wave, you just swim to the behind the island and catch that eddy. And then it's like a little sandy area too, and it usually kind of helps push you back in. And then there's like no current there, so you just kind of cruise up and get back on the island and wait your turn. <laughs> and all these, all these little kids were just killing it, and uh, they're like. Hey, it's your turn. You want to go? I was like, nah, keep going. Like I was like <laughs> trying, trying not to puke because I was just like paddling my ass off and I just couldn't, couldn't catch the thing. So I'm guessing, guessing definitely all technique for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like watching them. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Watch people ride the wave. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, actually, friends with one of the guys who used to have like, a surf shop there, so I'm trying to get him on here eventually. Um, but yeah, I think hobbies definitely help you get through the winter, or I mean, or going somewhere warm. I mean, yeah. Definitely a big deal there. Yeah. Yeah. Any, uh, you bring your girlfriend with you? Or? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, our plan is, yeah, we're going to do a little road trip to Arizona. Like, right along, uh, go along the coast. And nice. Come down to Arizona and spend Christmas there and then spend all of January, hopefully, up in, up in the islands. Oh, that should be awesome. You're just going to bomb, like, straight out to, uh, um, straight to the coast from here, like Oregon, Washington, and then go... Yeah, we're going to go over to Portland, then over over to the coast from there. Oh, cool. Just ride down. Yeah, I've seen so many awesome pictures of, like, the, the coast over there in, in Oregon, you know? Yeah. The uh, Oregon coast, I guess. Like a story. I don't know if you've seen the Goonies, but, like, the, the story is, like, this kind of famous town from that movie. Wait, is that where the Goonies was? Yeah, yeah. What? Hopefully I'm saying that right now. But, yeah, yeah, so, like, <laughs> the, there's, like, this... Uh, I can't remember the rock in the movie, but there's like that cool rock that's out there in the ocean. And yeah. Yeah. The only reason I know that is because my friends went there, went there 
a couple years ago and proposed on the beach, I think. Oh, really? Sure. I mean, he was there, but I think he proposed. And, uh, yeah, he's kind of telling me all about it, so it's a really cool spot. Huh. I wonder if it's over by, like, Cannon Beach, the Haystack Rock. It's, like, coming out of the water. That's what it sounds like. I mean, yeah. from the pictures, that's what it looked like. Yeah, that's where I want to go. Yeah, that'd be cool. I've been through Oregon, but I never, I don't think I've ever been to the coast, like, usually fire assignments and when i was working out of washington we cruised down but it'd be like to redding or something you know so yeah. it was like more interior hmm. and then i've been on the coast in in california actually some smoke jumpers in uh redding uh surf so i mean if you ever thought about doing that lifestyle <laughs> a little warmer you know yeah and at least one of the guys he said he'd get off work and he just like bomb out to the coast and and go catch some waves and then cruise back and Really? Go back to work the next day. Yeah. What? Yeah, I think it was Rick Rattage, a really nice guy. And I was like, man, that sounds pretty cool. That does sound cool. But it's just, it was just so hot there for me. I was like, I could be into it, but I mean, it was like 110 there. And oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It was, <laughs> oh. And then the, at the time, I guess they changed, they really changed some stuff, but the uh, like suit up changing racks for the boosters, like the boosters, I guess another way to say like you're on assignment there, you're just like backfilling for them. And uh, their suit racks were, like, in this warehouse with both doors open to help you get a breeze. So the breeze is super hot. So, like, you're just getting this, like, a hot, like, furnace on you. And you're out there, like, just, like, changing. And they have a freezer so you can get frozen water bottles that I didn't know about the first time. So, like, I'm just, like, seeing everybody, like, put these cold or pulling cold waters out when we're in the plane. I'm just like in in my little like area and like just trying to go to my happy place. I'm like, oh, it's, we're gonna be in the air soon. We're gonna be in the air soon. I'm in the dornier or doorknob, and you gotta close the door on takeoff. Some of the other jump planes you don't. So I was like, I was like why, is, why is the door shut? <laughs> you know, like I was a rookie. I'm like, what is going on? It's so hot. <laughs> like I was starting to get a little panicky because it's kind of like tight in there, and I'm like just burning up. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, was, it was rough there for a few minutes. <laughs> I, was, I was having to have a lot, a lot of in, internal conversations to keep myself calm and <laughs> go to Zen out a little bit. Go to a happy place. Yeah, be Dang. happy. It's going to be good. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Luckily, we jumped a fire, so I was like, I've never been so happy to get out of a plane. I was like, just drenched. <laughs> Dang. But really cool fire, you know, went to the Plumas and did all that stuff. So if you decide to change your mind on it, I didn't mean this podcast to be harassing you the whole time about <laughs> smoke jumping, but uh, it's just. You know, thinking about it after today and talking about it. Yeah. And seeing Tyler, you know, so Tyler kind of got me more fired up towards it. <laughs> How long did you jump for? Uh, five seasons. Oh. So 2013 to 2018. Nice. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. I'm, I'm really glad I got to be there because I, I got to jump around, which I don't think anyone really jumps anymore. It might be a handful of round jumpers left. And then uh, Ram Air had just, like, came to be. And I think... It was Tyler Ware's class, I think, was the first uh, Ram Air class for the Forest Service. Like, the BLM was already jumping it, um, Alaska and uh, Boise. So they were already jumping the, the Ram Air, and they had been since, like, the 80s, I think. Hmm. So um, they kind of helped come train, and I think, I'm not sure if they came and helped the rookie class, but they come help with the Ram Air transition for the, the round jumpers to go transition. And so I got to be a part of that. And then the DC-3 was there, which is this cool iconic plane from world war ii and so that was cool to get a ju- couple jumps out of that sucker and Dang. yeah <laughs> I, was, I was pretty pumped and then uh yeah and i just got like a bunch of cool jumps so i you know when i left it was partly because my crones you know so like um i but i was filled like I, I had a really really good uh five seasons there jumping and i got to go on some details and got to crew boss for the great northern in that time and so like had a, had a lot of good experiences. Got to jump my hometown and jump the Bob Marshall and Whoa. Alaska. Yeah, so that was super cool. God, Alaska was so smoky though. I got to see so much of it, but 
Not really. Like, I had to fly over a lot of it, but I couldn't really see a whole lot, you know? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, I don't even know if I was in the, the pretty spot where you, you got to go, you know? <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in the smoke. So Yeah, somewhere in the smoke. Yeah, we, we flew by Mount McKinley or Denali, or I don't know what they're calling it. I think it was back to McKinley, but I don't know. The big <laughs> mountain there in Alaska. We drove, by, we flew by it, we drove, we flew by it like <laughs> three or four times. Never saw it. Dang. <laughs> it was so smoky. I never saw it once. Wow. Yeah, I remember the last, on the on the flight back, and I uh, I probably smelled horrible. We were out in the middle of nowhere, Alaska, and for like over three weeks, and uh, I was just like swimming in this like mud puddle of a lake, <laughs> and like, you know, to try to kind of like rinse off before we got picked <laughs> up, and uh Using my thermorest as a little mattress, <laughs> as a little floaty, <laughs> and uh, that was like the only kind of like bathing I had gotten in like over three weeks. And it's like I got this plane, and you know, like tight quarters. I couldn't smell me because I've been around me, and like this poor little, not little girl, this poor girl pilot. Um, she was like my age, you know, like and she uh, she was like pointing out cool things about Alaska and I felt like my breath had to be horrible I had to smell just horrible and she, she just, and I, you know I'm in my yellow and rough and she's like well there's the park and there's this and look at that moose and I'm just like that's awesome but I'm like trying to yell at the <laughs> yell at the windows I'm not like breathing fire on her and she's a super nice gal but you know it's such like cool stories like that they you know kind of stick with you a little bit yeah you make it sound like so much fun. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to trying to tempt you a little bit. But you're pretty young. I mean, like, so you got you got a long career. I didn't I didn't jump till I was like 27. So what are you 20? 25. 25. Dang. Yeah. Well, you got two years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump in two years. Yeah, we well, got some time to think about it too. Like, if you want to. I mean, I know like you've been talking to you know Matt Mai a little bit, and and uh, he's pretty persuasive too. So maybe he'll talk you into it too. But uh, I think your your glide path's pretty good though. Like I think propelling would be good and. My rookie bro was a repeller, and um, he he uh, and he had a, he had a lot of fire experience. But he seemed like he procedurally, like you know, with the suit ups and and the, like in the plane procedures and the tower and all the stuff we we had to do, and and maybe repelling out of the tower too. Like he seemed like he was like, I mean, maybe just more smooth in general. But he seemed like he he could pick it up a little quicker and was a little more smooth with all that stuff versus mm. me, who was just like like a robot trying to get everything like figured out, you know, and. And they, they even told me the first couple hours, like, if you can't figure this out, Barrett, you're not going to make it. I'm like, I'm just trying to get the harness on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, oh, I was dead. <laughs> I, had to put on, I had to put in a little bit of, uh, not overtime, but extra time. <laughs> I had to put in some extra time. Luckily, the contractor was super nice, and they'd come hang out with us in the loft and help us run through the, the suit-ups. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have made it. <laughs> Need a little extra time to, to work things out in my brain, I guess. <laughs> But I didn't ask you. I mean, Gallatin was one of your choices. Did you have any other um, rappel bases you were thinking about? Uh, Price Valley. Oh, Price Valley. That's yeah. kind of down by McCall, right, Idaho? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really interested in going over there. That'd be cool. Yeah, we had a um, uh, apprentice that went down there. Yeah. Gal named Rachel. Yeah. And I got to work with her for just a small period of time, but she was, like, super cool, really nice. And then uh, one of my buddies, Dustin, used to rappel out of there. I'm not sure if he still does. Hmm. And then... Uh, one of my old friends jumped out there for a long time and uh, landed in Bowery, I think. No, landed. Oh, I don't know, landed. He uh, he, he probably a long time. I'm not sure. I haven't seen him in years, but um, he loved it. I mean, he did it. He did it for a long time. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I guess I haven't seen him in a long time. So, I mean, hopefully he loved it. I guess. <laughs> yeah. may, may have left there. <laughs> yeah, Rachel seems really cool. I've heard a lot about her, and so I like 
I found her. I've been talking to her, oh, just really? asking for some advice and what she thinks about Price Valley. And yeah. I don't know, she's really selling me on it. She makes it oh, sound she is? like a really good program. Cool. So she's still down there then, hey? Yeah, she's detailing with uh, Boise this year. Oh, Boise. And shots. Shots. Oh, yeah. gotcha. nice. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, she's still with them and she really likes it. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And that's uh that's awesome that you reached out. Like I don't think enough people really do that and that's cool that she like hit you back and was like, Yeah, you know, check it out and especially since she came from the uh, uh apprenticeship too. Yeah. She's actually she's the one that inspired me, like my first season of fire because she came and she was like teaching at my guard school. And oh, really? I never really talked to her but I knew she was an apprentice and that she, and then later I heard that she went to repel for her apprenticeship. And I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. Like I want to get the apprenticeship and I want to repel. Like, yeah, that sounds super cool. But yeah, just telling everyone about, uh, wanting to repel. They're like, Oh, you got to talk to Rachel. You got to talk to Rachel. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so yeah. She's super nice. Yeah, she's she like, is. Any questions you have? She's like, just ask. Like, All right. That's, that's <laughs> really cool. Yeah, like just the, the family nature of, of fire, you know, is, is really cool. Like all levels, you know, like structure fire, wildland and, you know, all that good stuff. That's awesome. Uh, so did you apply for price? Or how's it work? I guess. Do you just like, can you pick that and just like tell them that you're an apprentice? Yeah, I've just uh, been talking to them just about detailing. I think it'd be kind of like an unofficial detail. Like, I would just kind of be over there. Yeah. Because uh, it's like through the apprenticeships, you don't have to do like the official. Yeah. Because it's like part of your requirement, right, to do the aviation thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. And my, my supervisor, he was, he was like, said basically that they could keep me for the entire season if they wanted to. Oh, really? Like, I only need like 240 hours or something like that. But he said I could stay committed to them for the entire season. Oh, so that'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I get to see some cool country. And isn't cause that's what Rachel did, right? Like she did her, well, how many days again, he said? How many? Yeah, you say like she, you only have so many days that you're like required to do or something, right? Yeah, it's like 240 hours. Oh, gotcha. Oh, hours. like the requirement. Yeah. But yeah, I can think it'd be cool to be able to stick with them for a whole season. I think she was there for, she did the, the apprenticeship. She did two years with them for her apprenticeship. I'm not sure how that worked out. I don't know either. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I guess really good worker. And I don't know. I mean, I probably district probably didn't really need her back real bad. I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. That was really cool. I'm glad that that was able to work out, you know, like that, you know, she was able to, especially because then you know, right, like sh that if you spend two seasons with some, you know, two years, two seasons with with a group, you probably are into it and want to stick around. Like sometimes like, you know, they call it the honeymoon phase when you're there for a season and it's just like, everything's awesome. And yeah. you know, whether it's luck or whatever it might be. And then, you know, if you go back to second season and you're kind of expectations a little high, maybe, and you might not like it as much. But yeah. I think like with repelling and, uh, like, I don't know, smoke trees probably similar. Like, you don't, it doesn't seem to be as bad because it's so different. Like, you're not, and you go to different places all the time, I guess. So, I'm trying to say, like, and mm -hmm. you'll have the opportunity to go to a large fire, I think, with Price Valley, and then also IA, you know, like for repelling, and get to go to a bunch of different areas, you know, like follow the medium around for a bit, and then stay at home and do some, you know, IA response. And I think they cycle through. I'm not exactly sure how that works because I never repelled, but I think that's how some of the bigger bases do it, you know? Yeah. And Galton's being a little smaller, so not sure. But yeah, I think Price Valley would be a good spot to be, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm honestly like not completely sure how all of that works either. I'm just going to be along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to approach it, though. You know, just going with like an open mind and, you know, just kind of ride the wave and see what happens, I guess. Yeah. You know? 
Ride the wave, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I guess like one more last question before I let you go because I don't want to keep you too late. I mean, it's already 8.25. Oh. So, jeez. Flew by. <laughs> really did, yeah. I mean, we're 50, 55 minutes in. Nice. Yeah, so uh, the camper life, have you... Are you dragging it with you along the coast then? Yeah, that's the plan. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah, to take it with me. I think it'll make like camping a little bit trickier having it with me. Just like camping on my car is like really easy. I feel like I can like park pretty much anywhere and just sleep yeah. in my car. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to try it just because my girlfriend's coming with me. And I'm like, it'll be nice. Just yeah. like have a little bit of extra space. And yeah. I'm just hoping it's not too snowy before I try to leave. Like I've. I'm not a big snow driver, but then to be pulling a trailer in the snow, I'm like, oh, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go a little slower and you'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and definitely, you know, with a partner, like having extra space definitely helps because, you know, me and my wife have been traveling all over and, and did the car thing. Like we pulled her, her horses in Illinois and we um, went the horse trailer down there with my folks' horse trailer, picked up the horse, came back, and you can't. Re- stay in a hotel really with a horse because you know he'd just be out there by himself so we'd crash in the back of the truck and uh it's a crew cab but it was it was snug and then we also have our our dog you know our labrador so he was on it was like me her the dog <laughs> just like <laughs> stacked in there and i was just like oh god <laughs> and like you know and i usually have to pee at least once or twice throughout the night so i was like, just like long night of me holding it you know but, but i got a little rest and it was a good time um and then like the uh you know snow and ice driving like if you like slow stay you know slow and and don't get too crazy with it it should be all right we uh me and actually what ended up being three three jumpers we were trying to sail to the bahamas and it didn't work out so uh it's the middle of winter so it's like just January, I think. Wait, I don't what do you mean you tried? To uh, well, we had my friend Bronson's uh, sailboat and uh, it was a McGregor and it's like swing keel, swing. Uh, God dang, I'm trying to think of the thing that steers it. Uh, rudder, swing rudder. Whew. Glad we're winding this down because my brain's starting to turn to mush. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so, and we had a thing loaded down, probably a little heavier than we should have. And uh, we had this big plan to do like spear fishing and start in Florida, do some spear fishing there, kind of figure it out because our friend casey um who's pretty pretty at least to me he's a damn good spear fisherman so he's coaching us along and and uh, he was actually like catching dinner for us a bunch when we were in florida waiting for the weather to break because <laughs> like it, you know like uh the waves that were coming through and, and we had an app so he could tell us like what weather was coming through and it was like bigger waves and especially none of us really had experience like i don't think any of us had ever been sailing on the ocean it was just like around Lake Payette for those guys, and for me, like in Boy Scouts, with a little tiny, like <laughs> dingy thing. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, we'll figure it out. You know, people do it all the time. You know, so like that was our, you know, our overconfidence. So finally get like a break in the weather, and the weather was off. Like it was supposed to be like I think it was like, um, God, I'm trying to think what it was. Like, you know, three to five footers, or was it like one to three footers with occasional five footer or something? I can't remember what it was, but it was like about half of what was like really was happening i think because like we ended up getting like like you know three to six foot waves and like average or something like that so more on the six foot side i think and it was just like breaking us apart and like first we lost the rudder and then uh i was holding on to i think casey's ankles like in this weather out in the ocean and like with maybe a headlamp on i don't even know if i even had a light i just had his ankles and he's out like behind the boat dragging in this rudder oh my and God. we had a lock washer and a lock nut and somehow it's still all rattled loose so then, like, we dropped sail, and we, we got the motor out, 
keel still down in the water helping keep us upright but also it had water ballast so that helped keep us upright so we're like and i think we had enough gas to make it so we're like well I'll just keep motoring you know like so and and our boat's so slow you had to go south before you go north to the bahamas because it's really like right across where we're trying to go f- from where we're at in, in florida and i think it's only like 30 or 40 miles so it's not oh. even that like far really like people do it in speedboats all the time hmm. but we're in a slow older sailboat <laughs> and uh eventually like we hit s- oh and then like the tank for the the engine is super tiny so we're trying we're doing like hot fuels as, <laughs> as we're going because like it's the only thing keeping us like in the wave right is the this is motor because we don't have a rudder anymore so like me and bronson would be like all twisted up in some weird like yoga poses <laughs> and they'd be like holding my leg and i'd be like leaning over his body and he'd be trying to keep us in the waves you know so that we didn't get capsized and i'd be like filling up the motor <laughs> yeah, it was it was gnarly pitch black you know because oh we left in, in the dark is what we read and what everyone told us to do because then you get to the bahamas in the first light of day and then you have all day to like check in and get like oh. safe portage otherwise like if you get show, show up in the evening and you can't get like checked in i don't know what you do just stay out in international waters or something maybe until you can get checked in and huh. like if a storm comes up then we're off to sea so you know that was our plan to get there first thing in the morning then we got every all day to check in uh so we get I don't know. We get a ways out there, and all of a sudden, like the I don't, we hear a noise. I think is what happened. Like a, a loud, like thud. Like something hit the bottom of the boat. Like sound and feeling. And like, and we have our little GPS, and it has like how fast we're going, and we go from like, well, let's say six miles per hour, to, like one point nine or somewhere, like one point something. It's like, what happened? Like we hit something way out here, you know? Like in the GPS is telling us we're in like. 800 feet of water so it's like i don't know what that was so like kind of freaked out a little bit and then we uh so at this point we kind of figured out we're not going to make it especially like now we're going really slow so then we got to try to make it to shore and um so our in the portage and like our gps luckily shows us and we had a map to show like where the next portage is but it's a ways down in florida it ended up being boca raton i think is where we came into and by the time we're coming to Boca Raton, we're all pretty hammered and uh, <laughs> out there in the ocean. And uh, my buddy Bronson, like, like we're coming in and like the breakers are there and the waves are sending us like at the breakers and not into the inlet. And I'm like, well, this doesn't look good. You know, I'm just like, but I'm ready to ride it out at this point. I've, you know, gotten no sleep and had enough booze in me that I just got like, I'm here. And he, and he Bronson just yells out, I read about this, boys. <laughs> like, read about this? So... He surfs us almost into the breakers, and then it pulls us back, and then he shoots the gap and, and puts us into the inlet, and then it all just chills. Like, we're in the inlet, you know, the breakers are doing their job, and there's no more, like, really waves. Whoa. I was like, wow, that was awesome. Wow. And, but then our stupid mast is still up, and there's a there's a bridge, and the bridge has to open up to let us in. <laughs> so, and our radio's <laughs> broken, so we can't get a hold of this bridge, and we got a handheld that's locked, so we can't get, like, a hold of the, the bridge, and then finally, like, we're after a couple of donuts... The guy just opens it up, and, and he had the intercom, and he's like, next time use your radio or something, like, and, like, shamed us as we went by. I'm like, we're sorry. <laughs> and then sun's, so sun's coming up at this point. Like, it's it's daylight. So we come into the port, and just just enough awake and just enough sober to, like, look around, like, mansions, like, really nice boats. I'm like, and there's three dirt bags and this, like, beat-up sailboat roll in. <laughs> like, oh, God. You know, I'm too tired to care. And then this is Bronson's boat that we're in. So like, like me and Casey are kind of looking at each other and looking at Bronson, and Bronson like dives under deck, you know, below deck, and then comes back out with some goggles on. Or like, well, I don't really see the goggles. I think he just had them in his hand, and he just dives overboard. 
I'm like, oh, he's just ending it, I guess. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then he comes right back up, though, or not right, but he comes back up a while later. Like, he'd been down there for a minute. And I was getting, starting to get a little worried, and then he pops up, and he had had the keel in his hands because it's a swing keel, so he was able to take it off, and he had broken off, I guess. The only thing keeping it there was a the rope. So he was able to undo the knot and bring it up. Or maybe it's still attached to the rope. I don't remember. But either way, either way, he brings up this this keel that just, like, bent almost like a U. And, like, it was a metal piece, like a pretty thick metal shaft that had bent from just all the pressure and weight of the waves, I think. Wow. And yeah. Cause so that's we, what the thud was? That was the thud, yeah. Dang. And it, when it when it, when it made that thud, it hit the bottom of the boat. Luckily, it didn't puncture anything, but there was a pretty good scratch in the bottom, like pretty good-sized gash. And it was pinned sideways like this. The boat's going, you know, like north-south, and the, the keel is east-west. And so that's why we slowed down all of a sudden. Like, it was like having a sea anchor out. We went from, like, cruising at whatever our top speed of six miles an hour are to, like, one mile an hour. And then it took us, like, all night to get back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nothing else to really do. So we're just riding out, and, and I think we we're drinking rum. And just drink some more rum and hang out. Bunch of pirates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're pretending to be, for sure. <laughs> but uh, That's wild. Yeah, well, shoot, I don't want to keep you too late. Uh, no. Yeah, Evie, thanks for, thanks for coming on. You got... Uh, you got any social media or anything want to blast out there? I'm not really big on social media, honestly, yeah. but got an Instagram, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it out there if you want anyone to follow you. I don't know. I don't even remember. I don't. I don't even know what my name is on there. Oh, you're not throw it out there <laughs> if you don't want to. Then, uh, but I don't know. Maybe we come, you know, like do another one of these later on if you'd like, and maybe like catch some folks up on on the progress. And yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, because uh, especially when you get back from the Canary Islands. Like, yeah. Yeah, we should definitely do one maybe this spring and. You know, depending on where your where your path takes you, you you might be getting ready for rookie training, and we could talk about yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I mean, rookie training, no matter what, right? It should be hopefully like either rappelling or or jumping. Yeah, looking like more like rappelling, but you know, I'll still I'll Maybe still hope. Jumping. Yeah, <laughs> eventually, you know. Uh, well, thanks. I really appreciate it, Ivy. Thanks for coming out and uh, hanging out in my kind of dirty airstream right now. It needs a little TLC still, but I like it. It's cozy. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks again for coming on, and, and uh, I guess I'll see you probably bright and early in the morning too. Yeah, heck yeah, it's cool talking to you. Yeah, and uh, for anyone who's uh, digging this, please like and subscribe and help support the channel. Uh, thanks, everybody.